<clears throat> Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. Did we surprise you, Bobby? I mean, you knew the show was happening, right? I should have muted my everything. I'm sorry. How are you to know we were recording right now? I mean, it's fine. Just a minute. I got a half bottle of free Dasani purified water here. Hang on. Are you sponsored by them or something? It's very specific. Well, it's uh, it was it was free in the hotel room, so I wanted to give them. All right. Do you think the hotel gets those for free? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a marketing ploy by Dasani because not enough people are buying Coca Cola water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show term podcast. Too beautiful to live in beautiful, snowy, disgusting Buffalo, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me in Everett, Washington, the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Hello. I was hoping you'd say home of the Wiener Schnitzel. Yes, home, <laughs> home of the Wiener Schnitzel that Andrew can go to when he moves back next month. And in Dallas, Texas, Meredith Mahan. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning. <laughs> and in Austin, Mike Frizzell, the jail dude. Hello, Mike. Let me put down my Bernie sandwich. Mm. All right. Um, You came to me a little faster than you normally do. Hang on. I got something in my teeth. Uh, I think, no. There's something in my throat, too. Ah! Ah! I might have jarred it loose. Hang on. I like that it's been there for three weeks and you've decided to do this now. I think I got it. I think I got it. Uh, But I, oh. I'm gagging. I'm trying to get oh, it. Ooh. Ugh. All right. I think we can. Sorry about that. I mean, don't come to me so fast next time. Just... I know a couple of you have hard outs for this episode, but it's okay because we don't have any listeners. Left. <laughs> <laughs> we could drop the mics right now. Yeah. So we're recording on Saturday morning for uh, primarily my benefit. Uh, as I said, I'm in Buffalo this weekend. I'm visiting friends and family. And tomorrow I have to drive to Rochester and deal with my wonderful, amazing family. I say that even though I don't think any of them know how to download a podcast. Um, <laughs> and so we're doing this today and I'm in a beautiful mid-scale hipster hotel by the airport in Buffalo. And uh, we're glad to be here for your TBTL Week in Review. But before we do that, we've got some LRB business, uh, starting with Christy. Do we have a Lions update? We don't. They're They're off for... I, some bullshit break called like midwinter break or something. How long which is, is the, how many weeks is the league? Um, Next week is the last day. And you got a break? Yeah, just because it's out of elementary school and those are closed down for, I don't know. It's anywhere between one day off to seven. So I'm not sure. It's all because when there's no snow days, they accumulate and then they give them an extra long break. And we haven't had any snow this year. Because it would be a shame if there was no one around to lower the basketball hoops. Oh, wait. (laughs) Yeah. All right, then. Uh, Next up, Mike, House Hunters, 
Texas. <laughs> right, right. Not quite international. Um, we've been looking for a house for a while now, and the search got pretty intense when I got back from Las Vegas this week, and we went around with our realtor, and we finally picked out uh, a builder home, and we are going to be signing a contingency on it later on today. That's why I have to get, get going. We're going to be living in a town, the next town south of Austin. And by moving to essentially the suburbs from, we're almost smack dab in the middle of Austin. Um, it's enabling us to buy uh, a nice house and a house as, as nice and as large as the one we already live in, but just for uh, half or less than half the price. So, um, our lifestyle is going to change a little bit. We're not going to be the urban sophisticates that we that we are <laughs> now. Uh, so we're going to be moving into a subdivision and being um, and just living that lifestyle. But it's a beautiful home, and we walked through the one that we're buying or something close to it. I mean, it's just going just about to go to drywall. So we'll be moving in in April or May, and we are continuing to get our house ready to sell. Uh, so this contingency means that we're going to have to sell our house in the next 45 days in order to uh, buy the new house. So it it may fall through, but um, houses in our area sell really quickly. So we're hoping that all of this comes off without a hitch. So that's what's going on in, in our lives. So if anyone's looking to buy a house in Austin, reach out to Mike. Yes. If, if you, you have moving to suburbs so i imagine you're going to be having kids soon and buying a minivan and <laughs> stealing a minivan maybe some maybe stealing some kids i don't know <laughs> if i'm going to steal something it's probably not going to be a kid too much maintenance um so this means a whole new world of drywall for your animals to eat yes yeah uh actually we only have one animal that eats drywall and uh, yeah he, he'll be excited when he sees just the pristine uh, floorboards, baseboards, drywall. He's going to be pretty excited, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I was going to suggest some Valentine's talk next, but since we're on a budget for our schedule, for our time here today, we can hold off on that. I assume that, like Andrew, none of you have any plans anyway. Oh, it's Valentine's Day? <laughs> Shit. But wasn't that just one year ago? Yeah, <laughs> thought we had that already. Sam likes your shark. That was the only point I was going to Oh, make. you gave her the shark. I gave her the shark. I actually gave it to her last weekend. So for those of you who don't follow so closely on Facebook, uh, Emily has taken to making these really beautiful sharks and mermaids for children mostly. And we negotiated making one for a full-size adult, my wife. And it's my wife. amazing. <laughs> I can't say that. I just can't do it. <laughs> Uh, but I, I would encourage everyone to reach out to Emily about, about these sharks and mermaids, but I think there's a bit of a wait list. Right yeah, now. there is. There is. Uh, we mm-hmm. just got Get a lot of material. We had to wait for the material to come on sale because the, it takes a lot of yarn. Um, so she is uh, right now making all the fins because that's the hard part. So she's she's mm-hmm. compiling fins and then she'll start making the bodies and filling all the orders. She needs to get uh, what was that movie? Um, Happy Gilmore, where the the old people 
were making the quilts. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I for Ben Stiller. I, I try to crack the whip on her, but you know, I had to. I was gone in Las Vegas for several days, so I have to cut her some slack. I I can't just come back and say, "Why aren't you making all this stuff?" Mm-hmm. You can. Yeah. How about a tall glass of shut the fuck up? <laughs> exactly. That's, I would be enjoying a very tall frosty glass of shut the fuck up if I said anything like that. All right. On to your week in review, starting with Monday, episode 2050. One does not simply get to the point uh, of the episodes this week. I think this has my shortest list of notes, but there's some gems in every episode this week. Uh, Andrew has big news, but they don't get to it. Uh, the guys talk about the one does not simply meme. Uh, and I know nothing about this actor or his background, so maybe someone else can fill me in. Let us know. I'm reading the Know Your Meme about it, and it's Boromir, and people have just uh, started substituting different modes of transportation, so one does not simply walk into Mordor is the original, and then now there's tons of, of just him photoshopped into like an old station wagon. One does not simply drive into Mordor. One does not simply tell net into Mordor. One does not simply tank cat into Mordor. One does not simply write a check at the grocery store in Mordor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great. I think that's all we needed on that. Thank you, Meredith. Uh, We talked Super Bowl commercials, which is great. If only there was a podcast where Andrew could do that. (laughs) (laughs) He sounded so, so behind the curve. Yeah. I mean, I was feeling yes. for him. Like, they were about to go record their show, and he had really no idea what happened in the commercials. Yeah. I don't agree with the avocado commercial. Yeah, I didn't think that was great analysis. They talked about that on After These Messages, and by the time they got to that recording session, I think he and Genevieve, probably because of Genevieve, had a better understanding of that commercial. Was that the I- Scott Bayo one? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. I saw that um, the other night because I was at a party too, and it was loud, and I didn't hear a lot of the, um, a lot of the dialogue in the commercials. So I just saw that one the other night, and uh, what what was it that they weren't getting? They made it seem like it was a joke to not feed Scott Bale because like, uh-huh. he's so irrelevant. Nobody wants to give him an avocado. Right. Right. Yeah. But I thought it was more. Um, that he's, they still knew, they didn't know what planes were, but they knew who Scott Bale was. I thought it was more of a testament to him that they still knew who he uh, was. Yeah. I, I think what was a tribute of things of our era. Mm-hmm. And I think the joke was just that they've thoroughly misconstrued our history, but the greatest right. thing from our generation or whatever was avocados. I thought it was an effective could- commercial actually. I still don't like guacamole. What? You don't. We don't have time. This is over. This podcast <laughs> is over. We've already tried to drop out of it once, Christy, today. <laughs> um, they'd break down the Shock Top ad and uh, Drake's Hotline Bling ad. The Shock Top ad, uh, I, I enjoy the longer version that they have played now, mm-hmm. I think, twice. Uh, no, no, they played it once and they played it after these messages once. Um. And the funniest joke, I mean, the what I think is the funniest joke in there is when he calls, the shock top guy calls uh, TJ Miller a unemployed Civil War general. <laughs> <laughs> and it 
it struck me this week because our, our rabbit, he like changes his look or I don't know what the word for it. Molts is probably the wrong word, but he changes his fur, his look uh, on his face a couple times a year. And he is totally into a re- uh, unemployed Civil War general look right now. Just some <laughs> out of control eyebrows and some sideburns that need a lot more attention than they're getting. I didn't know rabbits did makeovers. Yeah, this one yeah. does. It's great. And it's usually bad. It's like the Madonna of rabbits just every year coming out with a new look. Yeah. You should see his um. veiny paws. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still as beautiful. Yeah, he's keeping it tight. A rabbit at any age is beautiful. Oh, uh, that's right. Um, so what fire. do you guys feel about the shock top ad? Do you think that it was improv or do you think it was written? I think think that they started with a lot of pre-written material yes because the way it's cut together you could read an hour of punchlines back and forth and then rapid splice yeah just pick the good ones right i think it's both yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i just love tj miller so much that i want to i wish i was at the filming of this oh, i was Great. i was so i mean I, I knew I was among my people at the Super Bowl party when T.J. Miller come on and everyone was like, oh, I love this guy. And then I, I mentioned mm-hmm. the scene in, uh, in Silicon Valley exactly where, where he slaps the kid and throws, throws the bike <laughs> into the hedge. And everyone, everyone was like, that's the greatest scene. That's the best. Note to self, watch Silicon Valley. Oh, it's such a good show. You haven't watched it? Guys, I haven't seen any show you're going to talk about. I think we've learned <laughs> right. that, haven't we? Right. The eighty-year-old in me does he's not. Got, watch. He's got the entire catalog of Father Dowling mysteries. He's he's seen all that. Right. He's, Doesn't next need anything is else. the newer shows. Uh, yeah, I just have to get through like three seasons of The Vicar of Dibley, and yeah. then I'll get back to you. <laughs> it's a slog. Uh, the Drake Hotline Bling commercial, I actually thought was underappreciated. Uh, I, they did talk about his Degrassi acting chops, but mm-hmm. my favorite part of the Hotline Bling commercial is when he looks at them and says. Uh, I tell people I'm Canadian, but I'm not. Or yeah, something like that, that. I thought the commercial was great. And I thought that him just saying, yeah, that sounds great is perfect because he's still getting paid. Right. Like the the commercial within the commercial, he's still going to get paid. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, top story is Cam Newton talk and the MVP shoes and uh, our fans who don't like Cam Newton, racist. Um, at one point, Luke says, good luck being a racist fan if you're a fan of the NFL, which was mm-hmm. actually not a bad point. Mm-hmm. My thought was, if you want to be a racist fan, white fan, uh, just like hockey. Because mm, there's like four four black guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. true. And it's easy to root against the black guys. You can pick them out real easily and just, I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, do you want to get into a Cam Newton breakdown? Is that too much sport ball for us? Well, it seems like it's been yeah. done. <laughs> I mean, it's all people have been talking about the last couple of weeks. So, All right. Well, then let's talk about the Papa John kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have something to say about that because Luke seemed incredulous that they would actually be friends. But, I mean, they spent a lot of time together. And uh, Peyton... Not not just shooting commercials. Peyton is a Papa John's franchisee, so there are a lot of there are a lot of times these guys are together that aren't commercial shoots. So uh, my guess is that Peyton's politics are pretty conservative because he does seem to be pretty good friends with Papa, and Papa 
is a conservative. I mean, he if if you want to if you want to hear someone rant about Obamacare, that's your guy. Um, I mean, they try to keep him contained. They don't. They, his handlers don't want him talking a lot of politics because that's probably a mm-hmm. bad news, you know, um, for restaurants because people just they take their business elsewhere if they don't agree with your politics. Some people do. I don't. I don't give a shit about your politics. If you get if you're making a tasty chicken, if you have sandwich, that garlic butter. <laughs> yeah, if you like the garlic butter, and you you know go. Mike's but, appearance today is sponsored by Chick Fil A. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and the politics it doesn't bother me because it's it's legal. Like you can you can give to anti Planned Parenthood. Uh, it's it's perfectly legal. If if you're doing something you know really awful with your political opinions, that's one thing. But you know you're free to give your money to whoever you want to. This is America. So it's not going to stop me from eating your sandwiches or your pizza, uh, especially on a podcast. I will definitely eat your sandwiches. On the what air. about your, your Budweiser? Because let's say you also have interest in some Budweiser distributors. That was amazing. That was the verbal equivalent of like of them switching out hats on the winning NASCAR driver as he's talking. Mm-hmm. I was, it was jaw dropping and we've never seen anything like that. Have we? I mean, the Disneyland thing is one thing. That's just an iconic thing, but just slipping stuff in, you know, the good folks over at Budweiser and, and, you know, my, my good year tires. And I mean, we had about 40 people over at my house for the Super Bowl and everyone just died of laughter when he said that. (laughs) It stopped Mm -hmm. us. It's just, did he do that? Well, and it wouldn't have been so bad if he hadn't kissed his, uh, kiss Papa John first <laughs> before his wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's face it, how much is, how much money has his wife made him? Yeah. Well, I have a question, Mike. Can he just go away now? Uh, Peyton Manning or Papa? Yes. No, he's Both. got more time to film commercials now. Uh, well, I mean, can he just go away in football? I don't ever want to hear from him. Again. Oh no, he's going to be a commentator. I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, he's going to be. He's going to be the next Troy Aikman. Yeah. He would be a really good quarterback coach. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But I think that's too low profile, and we wouldn't make enough money. He seems – I'm sure he has enough money for 100 lifetimes, but he's, he seems like he wouldn't leave a nickel on the ground right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to – he's just going to go. He's going to have a Budweiser, then a Bud Light, then a Michelob, then a Bud Light <laughs> Limerita, followed by a Bush, followed by – And then that garlic butter chaser. Yeah, he's a big fella. He Shot. could probably drink about ten ten beers without. <laughs> he only had eight. Losing his eight pitch. Beers. I just wondered how many other brands from his distributor he could work into one. <laughs> sure, <night. laughs> sure. Uh, email. Uh, we get an email from listener Megan. Uh, a public get together after five years of listening to Wait Wait. She finally came over to give a try. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I wonder what was the joke, you know? I mean, I bet Luke's curious. What was the final straw? Exactly what was the, what was the Well, probably just ran out of podcast. Yeah, she was probably just bored enough. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> um, I actually really enjoyed her email. Um, we're actually doing this on the fly because we haven't talked about this as a group, but is there any interest in putting this in here now as the clip of the week? Because my favorite line of the week came from listener Megan's email. Sure, sure. All right, then. <laughs> Here I go once again with the email. Every week, I hope that it's from a female. Oh, man. It's not from a female. Uh, Listener Megan says, I was listening to The Hunt for Fresh October. (laughs) 
really proud of that name, Andrew. Yeah, that might be good. one of our better. Yeah, just anything we've done in a long time, just <laughs> that stupid name. Uh, I was going to hunt for Fresh October, and you mentioned being publicly broken up with uh, by a, a listener. So I wanted to publicly get together with you. Aw, Megan. I started listening a couple of weeks ago, and I love what you guys do. I listen every day while I'm doing goat chores. I'd like to hear more about that. Mm -hmm. I assume that's just getting the goats to come down off of the roof. You know that about goats, right? Um, Now that you say that, I think I can picture a goat on a roof. Is what they do, just always try to get to the highest place? Yeah. Like sometimes on top of other animals. Hmm. Like there'll be scenes of goats that have climbed up on the backs of like you know cows and things mm-hmm, because they mm-hmm. just always want to get up to the highest possible point. Um, doing goat chores in Mount Vernon, Washington, not far from here, by the way, and it makes the time pass with many laughs. Thanks for what you do. I'm looking forward to financing Luke's next boat. <laughs> Megan, your that's your music to my ears. Um, <laughs> Megan might be a new ten. But she gets it. And I know she gets it when she says she's looking forward to financing Luke's next boat. <laughs> uh, and that just killed me. He's uh, finally come around to the uh, – I mean he tried to hide the boat thing for a long time. I, I don't re- – I can't remember when he – did he finally come clean when he got the second boat? But – Yeah, I forget how it all came in finally. Has have any of you ever seen him actually chided by people seriously about a boat? Like, did JLJ say something in one of his shitty posts? Or yeah, yeah. There was a whole bunch of people. Okay, it was during the um because the boat stuff came out. I think a little bit before the last TBTL athon, and people were saying that kind of stuff. Why is everyone so obsessed with what other people spend money on? Like, well, what I don't get is if, if you expect Luke to be financially responsible, you're not listening co- close enough. <laughs> yeah, he has a $500 limit on his credit yeah. card. He literally can't stay in hotels. My, my, my pledge will be the one that finally turns him around and makes him financially responsible. Right. <laughs> Some hopeful well, thinking. It's just people that feel entitled. Right. Mm, but God, true. what a boring podcast TBTL would be if Luke was responsible all yeah. the time. Yeah. But also just stop listening. Yes. Or don't give money if you're going to get so upset about it. If you want it. someone, um, if, if you want someone responsible, donate to something Ira Glass does. But even then, would you complain that he makes gourmet food for his dog? Right. right. I mean, there's always going to be. Something. I'm paying for those mammograms, Ira. I, I yeah. bet people complained about his kangaroo meat. <laughs> well, yeah, a whole different section of people probably complained <laughs> about that. You can't kill cute animals. It's not right. Right. Uh, Tuesday episode twenty fifty one. Uh, I believe they meant it to be called one and a half articles, but it was actually to the one and half articles. Uh, Luke had the poster from outside the theater from the 2000th episode framed. Um, Christy and I actually have a great picture and Ussie taken in front of that poster. Um, It's a big, like it's a full size thing. Like that's going to be a good chunk of wall in that office. That's a big bearded clam staring at him. (laughs) It's a lot of face. (laughs) Uh, and speaking of awkwardness of Andrew, Luke calls Andrew a bear, but then follows it up with the Carl's World clip, so it's okay. I don't... I wouldn't say that Andrew's a bear. I suppose... He's not big enough. Right. He's not big enough. Right. There's something below it. I don't remember what it's called. A cub? 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. There's a cub a and like an otter or something. Otter. So um, I think that he's more of a cub. He's too, he's too small. He's a huge otter. Let's just say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cliffhanger from yesterday was Andrew's big news, and Steve Nelson actually calls the guys out on it in their Tuesday morning meeting. Uh, and of course, Andrew's news is that he's moving back to Seattle next month. Um, wasn't he vehemently denying that this was happening for a long time? Well, it probably wasn't happening at the time. It was around the Mariners game. Right. That was a while ago. He was saying... They were coming and they had business to do in Seattle. He would just say, oh, we have business. So we're coming in a couple days early. So I doubt that she was going on interviews that far, far away. Right. Uh, but she landed that cocktail waitress gig at Laffy's Laugh Factory. <laughs> I've been there. That place is not nice. <laughs> Uh, Andrew talks about getting into the LA groove and I couldn't believe they made it through the entire conversation without calling it a groove. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we've been dealing with, um, there's Emily's oncologist name. His, his name is Groves. And then our contractor, that's going to be putting some finishing touches on our house to sell. His name is Grove. And it just, it's an endless loop of groove in my <laughs> mind all the fucking time. Uh, Rudy doesn't smell anymore because he went to daycare and came back. Rudy's a girl, for the record. Ah, god damn it! I did it again. <laughs> the dog was a woman. I know Rudy's a girl, but the, gave the <laughs> dog a boy name. I'm no, sorry. my my notes say something Rudy's else. They say that she's still stinky because she went to daycare. The like she, you know, she was rumpusing with other dogs and gets all drooly and gross. No, see, I miss. I maybe I misunderstood, but I thought the point was uh, usually she she comes back from daycare smelling because of that, but this time it was a miracle that she didn't. Oh, maybe okay. I misheard. We're gonna need a status update on the smell yes. of well, the thing, fake pod. The dog. thing about those daycares is, yeah, you can get your dog back in a disastrous, you know, smelly mm -hmm. form, and it's an upsell for them to bathe your dog like when you're mm. about to roll up. Oh, I don't, I don't pick up the dog until she says it had a bath. It's disgusting. Uh -huh. She smells like a fish. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, all the dogs are like licking, mm -hmm. drooling on each other. Yeah. And... Sounds hot. Uh, we get, uh, <laughs> sounds like my last the, date. <laughs> the notion that Andrew should buy Luke's boat and call it Columboat. That was amazing. He that. needs to buy it just cause of that. Yes. Uh, Andrew gets nostalgic talking about Seattle, the frumpening, and Luke compares it to his time. Luke compares Andrew's time in L.A. to his time in New York with an extended story about shopping at Bed Bath & Beyond in New York versus in Seattle. Oh, that, that sounds miserable. I mean, during a hot summer day in New York, having to haul shit across town. I've had the same experience in Brooklyn. I was helping some friends move from Detroit to Brooklyn. And so, you know, you have to go to Bed Bath & Beyond or Target or whatever a hundred times. And it wasn't even that far from their house, but it was 
August and it was so hot. It was so humid and so gross. And we're all, there's like four of us and we're all just carrying armfuls of bags and yeah, getting on the subway, it's even hotter. And I just was thinking, I cannot wait to get back to like my car where I can drive to Target and then drive to my house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to haul all this stuff, you know, 10 blocks down the street. And and sometimes drive a little bit out of your way so the air conditioning can get really going (laughs) make you extra comfortable. Yeah. Everything in in New York is an ordeal, yes. like having to mm-hmm. go to the grocery yeah. store, do if you don't have laundry, mm-hmm. taking your laundry blocks away. Uh, nah. Well, until this experience, I was actually, we were considering living in New York and, and I just turned to my husband. And I was like, nope, I can't do this. Yep. There's no way. Yep. That was my, my dream was to live in New York. And, um, I went and we visited, I visited a friend who had a dog that had to get its leg cut off and the ordeal she went through to get the dog to the vet. I was like, Nope, I'm out. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't know if I can follow a story about a dog need to get its leg cut off. Um, <laughs> go, going to Buffalo, going to UB where a lot of the kids <clears throat> at school are from the New York city area or long Island. It's the furthest away SUNY school for in-state <laughs> tuitions. So they all go there. Um, everybody wants to go live in the city and everybody I know who did, and it is very much quote unquote, the city in, in New York state. And, uh, they all move away two two years later cause they get sick of living in a closet out in a crappy mm-hmm. Queens mm-hmm. and having to deal with all that. I have a, I had a freelance client in New York and I managed a performance at a day long festival concert in central park on the longest day of the summer. It was a summer solstice thing. And I had to get everybody cases of bottled water. I had to get one of those uh, old lady shopping carts and walk like (laughs) seven blocks in disgusting blazing heat and load up this cart with cases of bottled water and lug it back into Central Park. And that was when I was glad I never moved to New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We get a little bit of Luke history. Uh reminding us of the time that he chose to go to Corpus Christi and cover Dick Cheney shooting a guy in the face over spending Valentine's day with his first wife. He repeated that he chose Cheney over his wife at least once. So that tells me, and and also he said that he, he didn't say that he was sorry about it. So I think it was something that was a, a catalyst for something he already wanted to do, which was oh, not I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, if only he had remembered the password though, before he left. <laughs> Meredith, we've all done that, right? When, when we're ready to break up with somebody and you know, it doesn't matter whether it's going to be you saying, I want to break up with you or they say they want to break up with you. You, you know, you, I'm going to do this. Yes, and- you start behaving like a monster. <laughs> right. like you would never do that before. <laughs> totally. Like, I hope this pushes them away enough to the to the point where I don't have to yeah. do this. Right, especially if, I don't want to be the bad. Like guy. when if I'm feeling particularly cowardly in the relationship, yes. I want it to be over, but I I don't want I don't want to make I don't want to be an adult <laughs> and say this isn't working for me. <laughs> let's get a divorce or 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 let's break up. Yeah, that what he did just said, please leave me. Yes. You know, based on this timeline, I wonder if we could take some guesses at Luke's Nicola proof password. Is it like Dick Cheney? 
forever. <laughs> forever. I love that. Uh, top story from Tuesday is uh, about Basil the fugitive and the uh, heist <laughs> team of old men. Oh, such a good story. I love this. They need to make this into a movie. Yeah, this has got... Um, this has got like grumpy old men heist sequel written all over yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I I just picture uh Michael Caine as one of them. Sure. Yeah, I, I think he's probably the uh the brains, and then we just need some old man brawn. Just get mm-hmm. everyone from the full Monty if they're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also naked. Right. For some reason. Sure. Okay. Yikes. Um I- Meredith, I don't want to move on until we remind everyone that one of them took the bus. I know it's in your notes. Yes. <laughs> Taking the bus to the heist. That was my favorite dazzling detail. There were so many, but that was my favorite. Um, they have good public transport there. Yeah. So that's it's not that crazy. Right? Uh, they also it, mentioned. You just don't want to take the bus after the heist. That's, You're waiting that, there. Right. It's 15 minutes late. That's a very stressful, <laughs> stressful way <laughs> after the heist. Some kids pulling the cord for every stop. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, the guys note that there's a disconnect when it comes to robbing banks. People feel like it's a victimless crime. Uh, have any of you, do any of you have insights on what robbing banks is like? <laughs> All right. Um, there, it is not a victimless crime. You, when you rob a bank, you usually terrify a teller, some tellers, uh, customers who find out afterwards that a robbery was going on there there's there's a downside to robbing banks for the people involved everyone involved it's <laughs> uh i understand why people feel that i mean people are kind of fascinated with it like luke said because you know it's it's just money or whatever but and i did the very lowest level of bank robbery. I did not have a gun. I just claimed to, and I did like one teller robberies, but those, it was all women. I think maybe there was one guy, but he didn't come to my hearing or he didn't write a statement, but there were victim statements. And and some of the quote unquote victims, these tellers were at my sentencing and, and they, you know, they're very, it's a very important event in the life of the person that it happens to. And we even had a 10, I think who um, wrote in or called in during the Friday night uh, after my interviews had been playing all week on TBTL and her mother had been like seriously um, shell shocked or whatever. I don't know the term PTSD or whatever was like, you know, she got robbed. She was a bank teller and got robbed and, and really had a hard time getting over it. And, it's, you know, we just don't think about it as much as, as we should. We get involved in like the romance of, of, uh, of crime sometimes. And we think things are victimless, but they're, they're always victims. Good, good commentary. But can I tell you something? Sure. <laughs> yes, but, um, I do believe that society thinks of it as victimless crimes only because secretly we all kind of think it would be fun to rob a bank and have all that money similar to winning the lottery, but a home invasion where sometimes they might actually get more. I mean, because you said in your interviews that there would be times when you would do it and get less than a thousand dollars, right? So 
um, to me, I'm like, oh, that that time wasn't really worth it. Um, but then someone coming into your house and taking all of your stuff, that feels like everyone feels, oh, that's a violation. I would hate that to happen to me. We can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, there's a degree of, of, uh, you know, damage that can be done to different degrees of damage that can be done to people who are victims of crimes. But the, the tellers who feel effects feel them very deeply. There was, mm-hmm. there was one oh, teller totally. who just talked back to me and, and, you know, I, she was more angry that <laughs> she was being robbed and I, she'd probably been robbed before or something. Uh, but most, most of the tellers were, you know, seriously upset and disturbed by what happened. Christy, uh, I think in our not so distant future, we're working on figuring out a good way to package those old mic interviews. Yes. So, uh, Wagoneers, stay tuned for that. We'll get into this in a lot more detail when we uh, put Mike on trial again, because that's the popular thing to do these days. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, can and I plead out like I did last time? Let's give him another <laughs> yeah. hearing to see if he can have a second trial. Yep. Right. What everyone send me your question. I've gotten a few. You can tweet them to me or um, direct message. Any questions that you have that you would like to know? I'm going to get those innocence project guys going before you come <laughs> at me. Uh, we get a mention of the little red bandwagon archive. In progress, speaking of Christy's mm-hmm. great feats on this show, people, if you don't realize it, Christy does approximately 95% of the work that makes the show happen when the mics are off. Uh, <laughs> and that includes organizing the archive stuff and, and doing the lion's share of the Friday episode booking. It was so great what Luke said. He was like, well, if you if you want to hear all about the bank robbing, go listen to the Drew McFrizz uh, episodes. I have no idea how you would get them, but just go listen to them. <laughs> Okay, that's good. that's great. Very good instructions. They talked about the archive last week. Yeah, right. Uh, we get more Cam Newton talk, including some TBTL breaking news response from listener Alex, um, which I think we can just move on from. The Alex was a woman, <gasps> just like Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that Luke messed that up, right? Uh, did he? I, I I think he assumed it was a, a man. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I have gender bl- uh, blindness right now because of Rudy, so I don't know. <laughs> you're you're not on sure and, footing gender wise anymore. You're you're exactly feeling nervous. So Alex um, has a an ad proximum tattoo. Was that uh, that she talked about? Is that a new one? Letter. It's brand new. She just did got you see it. it? I did. So I, I put out on the Stens page, if you're out there, I want to see it. Um, because people have other themed tattoos for TBTL, but no one else has this. Right. And so I was so excited. And the weird part, so she, she posted it. We have the exact same font. Wow. Oh. We yeah. and- should get you on a podcast about that. <laughs> I said, well, I told her, well, the reason I picked it, um, is because I it's it's called like old typewriter or something, and I just thought it would be cool and old timey, and thought of something that Jen would approve of typewriter, mm-hmm. and I and I just thought it fit. And um, the my tattoo artist named Lucky, who also has done um, Luke's tattoos, said he agreed. Like he said, oh, it just fits TBTL because he's a ten as well. Um, so I 
Alex and I decided that our tattoos need to meet, so I'll be hopefully going to Brooklyn soon. It's a tattoo play date. <laughs> yes. Uh, Wednesday, 2052, Stop the Glodsanity. Uh, we get the intro about the font podcast. And after the intro, uh, Luke has a mouthful of unsalted peanuts on Mike and is completely unprepared to start the show. You know, the, the point about the unsalted, it's a good one. I mean, it, uh, unsalted peanuts are harder to uh, get through the chewing process than the salted because they become like you making peanut butter in your mouth. Yes, <laughs> yes. So first you're crunching it and that's a problem. And now you have peanut butter in your mouth and now you have a second problem. And, and there's now no everyone salt. has a problem. I like salt right. about as much as Luke does, and right. I would have a real issue with with a mm -hmm. mouthful of unsalted peanuts. Yeah. It's a waste of time. Yes. And why would he get unsalted? He said it was an accident, and so, then he decided oh. to just go with it. Well, right. Well, he said at first he said it was a straight up accident, and then a little later on he says, "Well, he sort of realized it as he picked them up, but it went from being accidental to aspirational. Mm -hmm. Like right. maybe it'll be okay. I should definitely try to uh -oh. eat the unsalted peanuts." I can have other unsalted nuts, but peanuts, for some reason, I just can't. Same. Yeah. Uh, we get a conversation that sort of sprawls, starting with the text in progress dots. <laughs> I have that. I have that gif of the three dots just oh, going. That's evil. It drives people insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially if you do. So, hey, hey, I have a question for you. You know, yep. and then they go, yep. yeah, what's, what, what's up? And then you right, we need to we have need, a conversation. We, oh, yeah. We need to talk. Yeah. Uh, we probably broke some sort of record on the Stens page with the Michelle Obama dream job in Seattle article. Mm. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty funny. It was funny on its own. And then the timing was the funny. Time. Too. Yeah. Uh, Andrew's deep voice. Ooh, I did not like that. Me neither. That was disturbing. <laughs> And whatever he couldn't say, I'm glad he didn't say it in that voice. <laughs> uh, that's straight into glottal stops. Didn't like that either. Which was almost as gross as the sound of eating peanuts on Mike. <laughs> uh, and then after some more rambling, we get to our top story, which is Chris Hayes live on TV saying <laughs> Bernie sandwiches. <laughs> I love it. Still funny. Uh, and Chris comes on to make his defense. People were actually being served food right in front of him as he was talking. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on. And he was hungry. Right. Oh, God. Uh, I love it. I love that a bunch of us managed to tweet. Uh, I think it was Kelly's line originally. Is it too early to get Bernie sandwiches? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Mike, I see you've got a note about the Colbert bit. Yeah, I, I did. Did y'all see the the pun? Yeah. The, the yes. pun? yeah. So great. Of that all the sandwiches, so that one. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. He started laughing before the bit even started, yes. and, yeah. and Emily and I were were hashing that over, and we think he started laughing just because there were at least two people lying on the ground next to him holding multiple <laughs> plates of sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is funny on its own yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um and i want to hear what chris thinks about colbert doing it because yeah. that has to be pretty great yeah it's a shame they're on competing networks because if if chris hayes was working for a cbs family show 
I guarantee they would have him on to hash it out. Oh, yeah. But because it's a rival network, it'll probably never happen. Uh, Luke suggests more candidate food names, including Ben Casserole and Ted <laughs> Crouton. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we finally, it wasn't teased on this episode because it had lost its right to be mentioned at the top, but uh, the story of the chef who burned his credentials with his fans and critics by selling out to McDonald's and serving a menu of all food made from McDonald's ingredients. No mold. Uh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that full menu will look exactly the same 18 years from right. now. <laughs> right. You know, they could, you know how uh, Chinese restaurants sometimes um, will, they will have like a uh, pottery glazed version of their food that they'll set out in the front <laughs> yeah. window or whatever. Yes. McDonald's can just put their food out there. You know, they don't need to glaze it. Just set it out there. Yeah, but nobody be able to see what you can get. Look like the way it looks when it comes out of a McDonald's. You want to see the the picture board. Mm. You need mm-hmm. that lie of that being what you're going to eat. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Whataburger down here. I mean, they I've been tricked into going into Whataburger. I think three times by the wonderful advertising, the the TV ads. The food looks so great. And you go in there and you just get the worst hamburger you've ever had in your life. And <laughs> then two years later, you get fooled again and go in. And I, I'm never going to let it happen. I promise you, I will never go into another That's Whataburger. That's fighting words in Texas. I know. I know. People, People are serious about their Whataburger. They get upset. Will any of you? You said worst burger ever, even worse than McDonald's? Yes. Wow. Wow. Welcome to the show. New sponsor, Whataburger. <laughs> Whataburger <laughs> yeah. is awful. Their hamburgers are the worst. Uh, will we be fooled by the promotional images of Burger King hot dogs? I will. I will. I'll try them. I'll try anything once. I will too. Uh, Snoop did the quote unquote training video for how to assemble a Burger King hot dog. (laughs) And it got quote unquote leaked. Right. (laughs) Uh, Did anyone get the plowshares joke? remind me what was it i don't know i sort of was i sort of missed it while i was listening and then they referenced the fact that they made a plowshares joke hmm yeah i don't know what that means back to the hot dog story how great is it that they talk about hot dog stories now on every show yes. we are so far in their heads on that hot dog story yeah, stuff. yeah we got to come up with a new thing well we did but they haven't grabbed it yet the chair stories uh wind stories yeah yeah um i worked at wendy's that was my first job and we had training videos for every new sandwich that would come out Mm. and they would all have these like catchy tunes or um, rhymes to remember so that you would assemble it correctly were they all starring legendary potheads (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing uh hot dog hierarchy ballpark at a cookout at 7-eleven street meat um any argument there all the arguments but uh we were talking about this off air i have yet to have a seattle dog what's Mm -hmm. the appropriate venue for that oh on the street it's a street meat and you think that's the best um well, I don't really like hot dogs. I think they're really weird, except for if I'm drinking. Then I think 
uh, Seattle dog with a hot a hot link in it is a good idea. And I have the regrets the next morning. <laughs> For sure. Chicago people were all up in arms on the Stens page about how they didn't talk about Chicago hot dogs because, of course, they were. Yeah. And I will say, if you're going to get a ballpark hot dog, it doesn't interest me to get a steamer trunk hot dog from a guy walking around at the stands. But, I, you know, I, I've yeah. been to Wrigley, and when you're there and you get the hot dog, you know, done at the stand with all the right shit for a Chicago hot dog, that's an experience unto itself. Yeah. But I don't think of that as a traditional hot dog experience like that's a that's a tourist thing mm -hmm. whereas street meats like at one I'm of those drunk and i'm hungry yeah the, isn't the chicago dog you're supposed to get it at that place where they yell at you i thought they closed that place i'm not sure i don't know we need someone to weigh in on uh, that. only we knew someone from chicago <laughs> uh, hot dogs closed is that the one yeah, i think so yeah i was familiar with that but uh, it closed right before I got there. But yeah, I, I, I don't think that's the Yelly place. Though. Yeah, I think okay. the Yelly place is somewhere else. I've been to the Yelly place. It's more like a diner from what I remember. Mm -hmm. Not Cheeburger Cheeburger or uh, the Cheeburger no. in New York. Because uh, I've been there. No, that's also Chicago where they yell yeah. at you for your cheeseburger order. And the SNL bit that they're sort of. Yeah. Parodying. It comes mm -hmm. from a real place. Right. It's called the Wiener Circle. That's the Yelly place. Oh. Oh, okay. See, we don't need any listeners from Chicago. <laughs> we have the internet. Um, email Luke is using mitts for wrong. By the way, I'm not typing Wiener Circle into my search engine. That's <laughs> never going to happen here. That'll follow you around the internet forever. Yeah. God. What the did I ads that... I'll see on Facebook after that. What did I make that mistake with? Uh, Dicks? The other day, hentai George Pataki. That won't make any. That's a that's a forward tease for something we're working on. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, do not Google hentai George Pataki. I almost. Um, I was just about to do it. I, thanks for the warning. Uh, Luke was right on British law. There was a parody of Luke's explanation of how British law works <laughs> earlier in the week. And uh, listener Megan, the goat farmer, sends in what pictures of baby goats or something. We get more goat talk later in the week. Uh, but Thursday, 2053, polishing our own squirrel horns. Luke says he just released the hounds to not give Andrew an opening to talk about letting the dogs out. <laughs> uh, and Andrew's busy shoe shopping on DSW's website. There's no shame there. That's where I get my shoes. Me too. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes. I have wide feet. It's a struggle. That's a power out. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we have a conversation about pro wigs and uh, Andrew regrets not buying the shoes he likes in bulk the way Luke does. I think uh, shoes you guys are... do this? Well, shoes, I, I think I should, actually. Because I wear a 13 and if I can find two 13s in a shoe I like, I should definitely buy them in bulk because I, I'm never really able to buy the same shoes twice in a row because I'll go and... You know, what is stocked in the larger sizes is pretty spotty. Yeah. So if I ever see a pair of shoes that I like and, and there's a second 13, I'm getting it. But other types of clothing, I'm not comfortable with that because my weight fluctuates. You know, I go I go between like uh, 215 and 240 and those are different sizes. So I can't yes. like get all the same shirt, you know, otherwise they'll just be sitting there while I try to get back to that weight or whatever. 
Uh, I'm also a size 13, so if you find a second pair, feel free to send them to me. I'm not. I'm not wide though, Bobby. I'm not. Oh, wide. okay. Well, <laughs> it's a different kind of struggle. You, you've got. You've got. You've got a chode issue going on there. That's <laughs> <laughs> something I never ever want us to say again on this show. Uh, yep. uh, Sorry, Aiden, when you figure time. out what that means. <laughs> Don't Google it. Yeah. Just, uh, I would say Google hentai George Pataki before you Google that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Luke uh, has a dream of having a closet at the offices at Livewire where he can keep sort of some stage clothes handy. Uh, and they get into this talk about how it would be like a, like Ernest or a cartoon character's closet where you open it and there's just 18 of the same outfit. <laughs> that is a good sight gag, especially for an Ernest movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of denim vests. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, we get the keys to the show 25 minutes in. Uh, a couple of great terms back to back. If Andrew and Veeves broke up, they'd have to deal with palimony. Because they're pals? They're just pals? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and because... Uh, and, Veeves is currently enjoying her fun employment. Yeah. Emily's been enjoying hers as well. Yeah. Uh, not as much as Andrew's enjoying playing Monopoly alone on his iPad. <laughs> now, when you play Monopoly alone, this is a serious question. If you guys have played like a board game on your phone or on your device or on your computer or whatever, do you have to wait for the computer opponents to go? I mean, that sounds boring to me. You do with some games. I haven't played this one, but I've yeah, you played play words with versus friends. like computer. So it's like rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You can sit there for two hours. Yeah. And you can play versus multi. You can say two players, three players, four players. How do you hide a $500 bill under the board? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my favorite was when... Um, Andrew decided that he knew exactly what he needed to get Veeves for Valentine's Day. He needed to let her play Monopoly. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, 15 years. 15 years. Uh, we'll do some rapid fire here. Andrew quit Minecraft, just put it down one day, never picked it back up. Just probably dug straight down and doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> uh, he's been watching the OJ miniseries. Have you guys been watching it at all? I have not, of course. Nope. I'm I'm DVRing it. I'm, I do kind of want to watch it. Yeah. But I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I do love various things that are indirectly related to Buffalo Bill's history. So I'll probably get around to it eventually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me say that. Let me say this about uh, the casting choices. I'm not that concerned about like Ross from Cheers and and John Travolta or whatever, uh, how they look or how they act. I know it's going to be cheesy and stupid or whatever, but where I'm sure I'm going to have a problem was is with Cuba Gooding Jr. as OJ because OJ is a large man with a huge yeah. head, and Cuba Gooding Jr. is a tiny man, tiny. Yeah. So how? I mean, I guess because he's not playing football in the movie, you don't have to see him you know, running around with much larger men. But I just don't know if I'm going to be able to buy Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson because he's basically half his size. I don't know. He did a pretty good job bulking up for snow dogs. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. I hate you. You can't bulk up your head size unless you're Barry Bonds and you get the cream and the clear going. Uh, Andrew still has no Valentine's plans. 
But that's not the top story. The top story is Dunker, uh, Duncan Hunter vaping uh, in a congressional hearing. And the line, get these motherfucking vapes off my motherfucking plane. Sorry, Aiden. <sighs> vaping. I can't. I can't. I mean, I think I ran it against it for 114 episodes of Takedown Podcast. I'm punched <laughs> out on vaping. It's mm-hmm. just rude and obnoxious, right? That's. I mean, don't be an obnoxious asshole. That's the problem. It has nothing to do with whether or not it's smoke. Um, but it's still not clear if it's super harmless or not. Yeah, I hope that's it's my concern with fuck. it. I, I really hope. I don't harmless. want it on an airplane where we're breathing the same circulated formaldehyde mm-hmm. the whole flight. Right. Uh, two of the restaurants I host trivia in have banned vaping, yes. along with smoking in their restaurants, and I'm so grateful. Wait, that's not a rule there already. No. Oh, there's no statewide thing about vaping in Rhode Island. No, but is there about smoking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is on smoking, but okay. like, uh, the, it's they're both owned by the same group of restaurants, and they both have the same no smoking sign on their door. Just I guess as a reminder, and they changed it out a while ago to be no smoking and no vaping, and they have the classic cigarette with the circle and line through it. And then they have like a vape pen with a circle online through it. <laughs> I need that sticker. <laughs> I think it should be banned not not only for whatever harmful effects it, we might eventually find out that it has, not only for the fact that it's obnoxious and we've got to breathe in your stupid smoke or your vape, your what it, whatever you call it, vapor, right? I think it should be banned just for people's own good because they look so stupid doing it. Yeah. I mean, we're doing you a favor by stopping you from doing this. If you ever want to get laid again, put it down. I agree with Luke about the box-shaped ones. Those ones make you look even right, stupider. They do. It is better for you. Well, in the short term anyway, it's better than smoking. And I think it's less disgusting than smoking. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's... And I don't have to smell it. I don't think it's a transitional tool, though. I don't... I can't picture a lot of people going from smoking to vaping to nothing. I picture people going from smoking to vaping... To to recumbent biking. Yeah. (laughs) To hurting themselves, (laughs) patting themselves on the back because they're vaping. God. I only know people who who used it to quit smoking, which is good, but now they're going to vape forever. Right. Mm. Um. And the the smells, because uh, the Wednesday night bar I work in, there's one asshole who still vapes. He's there every Wednesday when I get there. And it'll be a different stupid scent every week. So I'll walk in and be like, oh, you just blew <sighs> strawberry vapor at me. Oh, they don't God. kick him out for that? No, because it's a shitty bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's a regular. Oh, cigars in public, similarly. Just have that stench to them. Yeah. 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 I think I, I've had maybe one cigar a year or every two years for the last decade. My husband smokes cigars. He recently bought a wine fridge and repurposed it to be a humidor. And mm. so he'll have a cigar at, probably once a week. And it's so gross. I mean, it's outside, of course, but it's so gross that he, I, he has to take a shower and then sleep on the couch for one night. <laughs> that's fantastic rules are rules yep so do you secretly want him to keep (laughs) i love having the bed to myself (laughs) 
Um, silver vaping alert. I just want to get that out there before we move on. That was a nice line. Uh, we get an email from listener Marcy. Uh, that's the one that made it through the sieve, the bottleneck of all the messages letting Andrew know that there's a Wiener schnitzel in Everett. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also get uh, Sam, a woman with a goat note, telling us about <laughs> the goat board game that she uh, had in her family. Uh, and also an email from listener Sarah, I believe also a woman, uh, telling us that she found TBTL through a podcast called Little Red Bandwagon. What? Hmm. Never heard of it. It's amazing. What a weird way to find out about TBTL. <laughs> Sarah, thank you. Well, it's because we have those guest speakers on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a good TED Talk. <laughs> what What are you doing listening to us but not, well, I guess I guess if you're... It's because our friend was right. on it. Yeah, remember when Colleen brought her PowerPoint and she did her presentation for us? <laughs> but I think that that probably happens because people are so excited that they're on, that they put it on their own personal page right. and friends, yeah, yeah. actual friends. I mean, none of my friends actually listen, yeah. um, but friends want to support theirs and they hear how awesome we are and they think, hey, I bet TBTL is half as cool as this <laughs> and one. we are so captivating <laughs> that they keep coming back even though we're summarizing something they're not familiar with. <laughs> right. right. Uh, before we move to Friday, we have to talk about the Baby Jessica website. <laughs> wow. uh, even though it's the wrong orientation I think we have to use that picture as the show picture this week that's what I was thinking that's it is portrait instead of landscape it but it's so creepy. good I think there's enough material there so creepy that that style of it's art so creeps creepy. me out and the, the airport here in Austin has murals with that style of art and mm-hmm. it just makes me think like we're all going to be raptured yeah, it looks very religious, doesn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. You can see like Jesus shining down from above. Ugh, I'm getting the creeps just thinking about it. Yeah. I hope Luke and Mike, Andrew get left behind so we don't lose our favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that site is worth checking out, if not just for the four pages of links, just HTML links <laughs> that you can scroll through to look at all the baby Jessica news. Shit. I'm not going down that well. Well, what's weird is it... <laughs> Is it's it wasn't her that put it together. No, no. It was one of the rescuers, I think. Oh. oh man. I I think we should decide who in this each of us is in this painting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes. Now that I said that I have to write it down so I don't lie. Link in show mm-hmm. notes. So if you couldn't find it based on how they described it, uh, caver.net slash J slash J rescue dot HTML. <laughs> so much URL here. The guy who's fallen to his knees and is, has his orange shirt, yeah, has his stubby little arms up in triumph. Look at that right arm. Want, how long I is that arm? Be, I want to be the other guy who's facing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the guy that... Is like, hey, what's going on? Like he's oh he's facing, but he's like turned like what's this commotion? Oh, I was building a fire over here. I'm I'm just building a fire. And and what is the crowd? Why are they so far away? They're just way back there. There's also one guy who's wearing a full face mask, 
but nobody else seems to be too concerned. Oh, oh. he's got to undergo yeah. some radiation soon. He's got to strap on yeah. his mask. Oh, I see. Or a it's couple. a football helmet. Uh, it looks like one of those World War One. Like there should be a little point on the top of it. Oh, oh yeah, right. Gas mask. Maybe he was just doing a reenactment <laughs> and happened upon the scene. I thought he'd just dive in and help. Perspective is really odd for that man who's holding her hand. Do you see that? Yeah. He's like, well, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Oh, is it? He's wearing a cowboy yeah. hat or something? Yeah. Jesus mining? wears cowboy hats. Yeah. Didn't you well, know? Well, it's Texas. Jessica's <laughs> hair looks fantastic for having been in a well for a long time. Right. She looks pretty clean in the face. Her arm is unbroken. Yes. Her head doesn't have that scar on it. It's amazing. Yeah. Also, was she blonde? Because now she kind of looks Hispanic. If you look at the pictures of her modern day, yeah, she has dark hair in real life. But she, her, no, she was all wrapped up like a mummy when <laughs> when they took her out. Yeah, he wasn't Do you guys floating on this? a pillow. Uh, she wasn't. No, I don't think so. To be fair, if she could float, she wouldn't have gotten in this mess in the That's first true. place. <laughs> now, there appears to be a guy actually standing in the hole, which is, <laughs> it couldn't have been that deep if he's standing in it. Yeah, she fell in a, they said well, but it was really just more of a, like Divot. a little, little pool His of water. His foot has vanished. <laughs> it's, it appears to be about a Four to five inch deep <laughs> hole that she so was. That's how they were able to float yeah. her out of there on a yeah. pillow. I think yeah. we've really, uh, we've really cracked the code on this. <laughs> Did you guys know there was a made-for-TV movie starring Patty Duke and Bo Bridges? Oh. oh, we need to find this. I don't remember this event. I was too little. I was too what, little. I totally remember it. We yeah. can't. We can't do a podcast where we screen a bad made-for-TV movie and talk about it because all of those podcasts are taken already. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. So we need to move on. Friday, 2054, Shannon Bull run. Uh, Luke tells us this is going to be an unforgettable edition of TBTL, and he might be right. Uh, Andrew still has no <laughs> Valentine's Day plans. Notice Luke is very quiet about his Valentine's plans. He must have something. It's a secret. Cooking. Or something stuck in the back of his throat. Yeah. Maybe a third boat called the Valentine. That would be like the moment when he went to Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. That's when Carrie knows that he's being passive aggressive and wants a yes. divorce is when he buys the third yep. boat. Dump me. That's what the third boat says. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke, speaking of having something in his throat, has what he believes is a piece of popcorn kernel that's been in the back of his throat for three weeks. Andrew encourages him to see if it might be more than a popcorn kernel. Mm -hmm. Uh, The word polyp, that's always fun. Uh, And that opens the floodgates for listener concern. Uh, Lots of Luke. Uh, He also, he joined the Y. Uh, We do a compare and contrast with Andrew's 24-hour fitness, which sounds like the worst gym ever. Uh. And he compares his relationship with 24-Hour Fitness to his grandfather's relationship with steak at Applebee's. (laughs) Does the steak come with free Band-Aids, though? (laughs) Gently used. (laughs) Uh, Luke likes basketball, likes shooting around, and that's why he's excited because he's at the Y and they have a gym. Uh, but the gym is generally occupied now with people playing futsal. That's outrageous. I've never heard of futsal. I uh, either. And I'm sure it's stupid. Uh, 
but the name is the stupidest thing at all. It sounds like a diabetic foot cream or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, and I'm I'm not surprised self. that people in Billing. Foot cell. I'm, I'm not surprised that people in Bellingham are playing this. Oh, of course, of course they are. Uh, if you Google foot cell and not foot self, uh, the first news article that comes up: Mark Cuban's new futsal league will include a Seattle franchise. Sure, off the, the Seattle Sounder Vapors blog. <laughs> oh, there's a futsal gym like a couple miles from my house. I'm getting really mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, we haven't done a make Mike mad in a long time. Oh, we're doing it now. <laughs> uh, Luke criticizes the guys who work out, as in go to the sauna. <laughs> I don't know if he realizes those guys know they're not working out. Oh, God. Hey, that's social. They're just trying to wrinkle it away them. from their wives. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just looking for a place to smoke cigars and then sweat it out in private semi nudity and air out their sex. Yeah. Right. It's no fun to hang brain at home. <laughs> you know, it's too cold. If, yeah, but if you're trying to air it out, do you really want to go somewhere that's hot and met, wet? And... I, yeah. I don't do the sauna thing, so I don't have insight here. I'm not. Well, I I was uh, way way back, like in my 20s. I was I joined a gym, and yeah, I loved the sauna. I really did. I didn't think it was a workout, but but uh, what it enables you to do is like, um, you take your sauna, and then you go do whatever you're gonna do with the rest of your day, and for the next hour or so, people actually think you worked out because you're still sweating. You're all glowing. <laughs> yeah, it's a big thing in Michigan because there's a lot of Finland people mm-hmm. in Michigan. So I grew up doing a lot of saunas and one of the things that we would do when we were kids is run from the sauna to the snow like roll around in the oh, snow yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and then run that. back into the sauna yeah and you your skin starts to look like tomato and blisters off after a while but it's really fun <laughs> right. when you're like 10 uh, i had a rich friend with a sauna and so we would do that at her house sauna works with hot tubs too. sauna hot tub indoor yeah. pool mm-hmm. that's what happens when your dad's uh uh, an OBGYN <laughs> must be nice. We had a sauna in our house when I was in high school and it, it, uh, it was, it worked. It was nice. There was a room for about three or four people, but usually it was just me and a girl. That was three or four people. If you sit sack to sack, <laughs> <laughs> never went in there with another dude. That's for the best. Um, speaking of sack to sack, uh, playing squash, uh, Squash is a surprisingly physical sport. You really got to lunge around. Uh, I've never played it. I played a lot of racquetball, but no squash. Squash is harder and much. I, more I've aggressive. heard it is. Yeah, I, I just have a hard time between the two. I would definitely play racquetball before I play squash. But I'm not. I don't make enough money to join any club that has that kind of crap. So it's not for right. me. Uh, My dad was a big racquetball player. Like you know, climb the ladder at the club and all that bullshit. So I would play him, and he would just destroy me. Uh, but it made me stronger. I, I never, after playing with uh, racquetball with my dad all through high school, every every racquetball game I had with any other person in my life, I destroyed them. So that's how good my dad was because I felt uh, like I was terrible and I was way better than anyone else, else I played after him. My dad was an incredible athlete. Uh, we've got a lot of other random crap from this episode all strung together. Yeah. There's a lot of highlights though. Uh, Seattle bike share realizes that people only ride them downhill. <laughs> None of the bikes have ever even been pedaled. Again. I love it. God 
damn it. <laughs> People just jump on. Just cruise down Coast the hill. Down I love that. <laughs> I'd even go side saddle, you know. <laughs> la, 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 la. Okay, thanks for the bike. It's just a giant dumpster for receiving. You just let it roll right in at the bottom and walk away. And then just all the Ubers are parked at the bottom of the hill. Uh, Andrew tells us it's going to be scooter time again when he gets back to the lax scooter laws of Washington State. And because they're a two-car family and they have to move everything back with their cars, uh, the guys think it's time for them to get walkie-talkies, which leads down a CB tangent. And Meredith, I think you did some homework for this for us, didn't you? I did. Um, I went to a great website called wearecb.com, CB World, and they have a CB nickname generator. Because uh, I was a little stuck on our, all our, our existing nicknames. And it's based on your initials. So mine is Magnum Musket. Uh, I like it. Christy, your Chopper Wolf Toucher. What? Excuse me? Wolf Toucher, one word? Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> I just gave him the C and the W. That's like, a, that's like the most creepy Native American guy. That was his nickname. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, stay away from well, Wolf Toucher. I'm just trying to Except figure for out that what Jeremy is Mike's- in this scenario. Mike's name is Wolf, so hey. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> well, Mike, yours came out as Magnum Flatlander. Hmm. Okay, that's a good and one. And then Bobby's my favorite, which is Burly Pipe Wrench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, and Jeremy, I did Jeremy too. Jazz Bone Hammerhead. <laughs> what? <laughs> why, do, why do they all sound vaguely like penis references <laughs> i'm magnum musket oh i'm glad i don't have a c in my clearly none of you chode for sure <laughs> uh was that jazz jazz bone hammerhead hammerhead yep okay just gotta get all these down um <laughs> clearly you've never parked overnight at a truck stop none of this surprises me hmm. uh, <laughs> We get a few... Are they usually this long and ungainly? These don't seem like yeah. good nicknames to me. <laughs> we got just a few minutes. Well, none of them are as good as Sausage Daddy. <laughs> True. <laughs> I used to be in a CB gang. I, I already have my own. What was it? Name. Uh, spooky, because I was always scared to talk to anyone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we need to unpack that later, because that's a whole... That's a Nerd Out Loud episode waiting to happen. Top story... Uh, Oh, we are dogs. Uh, we rate dogs on Twitter. Keeps getting shut down by an asshole claiming copyright infringement. Uh, sounds like the kind of thing that you would follow, Mike. Uh, yeah, I I went there now, and I'm thinking about sending a picture of my dogs. But that guy in New Zealand got his feelings hurt, so I'm I'm afraid that I'll get a bad rating. So I'm a little bit. I'm. Uh, what's your handle again, Christy? Scary. Spooky. 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 I'm a little spooky about it. You're going to be mad with anything less than an 11 out of 10. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, this transitions to talk about ladies on Jeopardy getting treated like crap on the Internet, which sadly is not a surprise. Mm. Um, the guys get an email or, or reference an email because they talk about how they're big babies with criticism on the Internet. And the quote, I had to go back and listen to it twice. I think it was Luke who said, get an email where someone says uh, they fart in your general direction. And that's mm-hmm. just a little too specific to be a generic example. So that means that's the that's the Monty Python thing. That's from Monty, Monty Python. How did I miss that? 
I thought yeah, so. it's it's like your classic, uh, very mild insult. Right. Yeah. I just completely. I don't know. I was a little hungover this morning. I'm sorry. I thought somebody had actually written that to them, which would still be great. Maybe we should still do. that. Well, I have, but it's hacky because I'm lifting it from. <laughs> it's Monty a standard Python. when you when you when people get on a tear quoting dumb Monty Python. Line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the top five <laughs> most quoted. True. Along it's with just the elderberry. flesh wounds right. and the elderberry, and elderberry. thing. And the, sure. Yeah. Sparrow. All right. Well, I don't feel so bad now. Uh, College Jeopardy kid is a Kanye fan, which was really bad timing for him because Kanye just went off the deep end. <laughs> again. <laughs> and then again, he went off uh, yesterday. I'm real tired of and him. by the time this airs on Monday, because yeah. uh, it'll be It'll again. be again. <laughs> uh, the highlight for me out of this is that I went to look up the Kimojis. Oh, I, I bet seen, that's a highlight. I had not seen them yet. And whew, talk about uh, getting yourself extra wide. Those Kimojis are... Are they, are they racy? I haven't yes, seen them. Yes, there's one of her butt. There's I'm, one I'm of, sending them to Maggie right now. <laughs> there's one of her butt, and then there's one of peaches and cream, which is an orange-shaded version of her butt that's supposed to be a peach with some cream on it. And then chicken and waffles. That might just be delicious. That that doesn't necessarily have to be euphemistic. There's also a Bible. Uh, her boobs with a sensor bar over them. And I'm getting some mixed messages here. Two tacos side by side. So they're onto something there because you need more than one taco. Uh, I believe there's also a pregnant Kim. I'm doing this from memory now. And a shower sex one. Is like, there anything with her like getting groceries out of a car? Because that's the one that I want. <laughs> Just her next to a stove. But one that appears that she's about to go to the bathroom. Is that a fetish of yours? No. Uh, that's not among mine. No. There's also an American Express black card. <laughs> oh, God. The world is a terrible place. Uh, I hate everybody. Yeah, music for your weekend. Andrew picks a Kids in the Hall song. The the group, not the show. Drive it down the block. Uh, Luke has Walter Martin sing to me featuring Karen O and listener Jamie. A great choice. Uh, uh, was it uh, Wagan uh, by the Suffers? That's As always, the listener choice is the best. Gulf Coast Soul. It was a, a banger. How do you not like that? Uh, we have like just a one minute left technically on our out. So Christy, you want to do the fast version of housekeeping? Sure. Um, we will give more details about this, but we have another pledge coming in. So please everybody sign up uh, to be an archivist, archivist, historian. And I wanted to give uh, thanks to Ann Lundholm, who sent me these, what she calls the ooey gooey tar bars. And they're currently living in my freezer for probably just another day until I eat those all up. And Jack Taylor sent us a lovely note in his, um, did you guys check out his penmanship? Yes. yes. It's on Gold our stars page. Everyone should go look at it. Yep. Very sweet. Yes. And he put, I, I didn't take pictures of this cause it would reveal both of our addresses, but he put, uh, stamps of tall ships on the letter. Ha. Well, Jack is nice. primarily known for his drawings of tall ships. Yes. <laughs> Yes, very true. Yes, stay tuned for that. But if you haven't uh, signed up to be an archivist yet, this is an ideal time to do it. 
So uh, come yes. check us out. And you can get involved and do all these things at littleredbandwagon.com, Facebook, Little Red Bandwagon, and this 10s page, Twitter, Kisty. Is it Kissy Eyes? K I S S I E Y E S. Meredith at Meredith underscore Mahan with no Y M A H A N. Mike's at Drew McFrizz. I'm at RL Pape. Jeremy's at Dad's Turnout. The show Twitter's LRB Podcast. Email littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemails and texts 802432 TBTL. Nerd Out Loud is a thing. You should listen to it. And with that, Christy, get us out of here. Until next time, this is the next party. Home. Um, Jen, I like you. I love you, Jen. And I like Triscuits. Nailed it. <laughs> Why don't you guys tell me we're going to have nuts in our mouth? I have a whole thing of pistachios. Just to get you to say nuts in your mouth. <laughs> when do we not have nuts in our mouth? <clears throat> I lost my virginity to a beanbag chair.